This is the Just Sports Talk Podcast. Welcome to the show, guys. I'm your host, J.R. Manhattan, and joining me, as per usual, are my co-hosts, Stefano Pelleggi, Tristan Marcajani, and Dimitri Daffles is not here again. How are you guys doing today? Oh, Pretty this week. How's your week, Wilson? Pretty good, J.R. How are you doing? Steph, I'm, I'm good. I'm doing all right. How about you, Steph? Pretty good, man. Counting down the days till school is done. Hopefully. But, you know, just, just living life. Just living life, man. Hey, Jr. You know what day it is today? Oh was, is it Easter? Easter day already? Easter, Easter, Easter. Well, no, Easter day is Sunday. Oh. Uh, tomorrow's good. Tomorrow's Friday. good. Yeah, yeah. Tomorrow's good Friday. But it's uh, it's a little bit bigger. It's it's opening day in the MLB. Oh my god. Yeah, uh, that's right. No, hey, I, I had to do it. I had to make that joke. I know. Yeah. Where's my, where's my horns? Where's let my horns? let the cringing <laughs> begin. <laughs> let the cringing <laughs> begin. It is opening day though. Blue Jays starting off their 2018 season against the who's in town? The New York Yankees. New York yeah, Yankees. New York Yankees. They're in town. Um, four Jay game Happ, series to start. Yeah, four game series. Jay Happ gets the first of the four game series today. Uh, game's gonna start at 3:30. Although th- these games never start on time because they gotta introduce every player, every water boy, every oh, well, manager. In this, in this game in particular, they have the Roy Holiday uh, celebration ceremony. Um, the life of him. Uh, I think they're gonna retire his jersey. Who? Holiday. Roy Holiday. Oh, I didn't hear you said that. Right. Roy Holiday. Yep, you're right about that. Yep. Uh, they're gonna have that beginning of the game. Mm-hmm. Then also the the main introduction <clears throat> where they introduce basically everyone in the in the Blue Jays. I was gonna say Raptors. Everyone in the everyone Blue Jays organization. organization. Hey man, that's it's gonna be a long day for Blue Jays fans. Uh, hopefully you guys are having fun down there. Um, I know we're recording right now Thursday and it's kind of gloomy outside, so it sucks that the roof isn't open just yet. But roof's gonna be closed. The roof will be open very very soon, in just four months. Anyways, um, we're not gonna talk Blue Jays yet. We're gonna get straight to the Leafs. We'll also be talking about the Toronto Raptors as well, and that, that's pretty much it. I mean, you know, a lot of a lot of stuff happening in sports, but the Leafs, the Leafs, they win against the Florida Panthers on Wednesday night, four to three. A lot of records have been broken that game. Uh, Austin Matthews became the third player in Leafs history to start his career with back-to-back 30 goal campaigns, uh, following the footsteps of uh, Wendell Clark and Daniel Marosi. If I'm not mistaken, isn't it the first year that the Leafs have had three goal scorers or three 30-plus goal scorers? Yep, that was another record. Well, I don't think it's a record. I think they're the only team in the NHL with three 30-goal scores. So that's something worth noting. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sportsnet stats came out with Nazem Kadri and Austin Matthews being the first pair of the Leafs centers in franchise history to each score 30 goals in back-to-back seasons, making them one of the most dangerous centers in the NHL. Or in team history. No, and not NHL. Let's say team history. Goaltender Freddie Anderson with a new career high in wins. A lot, of, a lot of records broken that game. And the biggest one of all, Leafs, with 46 wins in a regular season, that's a new franchise best. So, and which it, is kind of... it's it's It sounds low, but keep in mind, like I, Tristan said this off air, I'm, I'm going to give you credit. Uh, back Thank then, you. there was no 82 games. There's probably what? Yeah. 72, they, 62. Well, there were much less. They only implemented the 82 game season only about two decades ago, three decades ago, so around that time. So, And the Leafs have not been good, as we all know, for that, you know, during that time frame. So, you know, it's, it's not completely 
hard to fathom the fact that they never won 46 games before or more. Uh, Considering what this team was. But they, they are 101 years old, so a lot of people might say, hey, why uh, 46 wins? That's pathetic. But I just we've got to take into account they didn't have 82 games up until two decades, three decades ago. Sorry, my bad. I was just reading something. Um, Come on, man. Sorry, man. Okay, what did you guys think about the game last night? Another, what a bolt. Another, another similar game against another game that's 4-3. What a bolt, Mitch Marner, man. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Young Mitchie. Are we ready to say Marner's better than Matthews? Oh, not yet. Not no, yet. not yet. Not yet. Don't give Stefano a He's just a little bit off. He's a little bit off. Yeah, Stefano's, uh, I can already see a blood, uh, a blood oh, so vein Speaking of Mitch Marner, did you guys see the commercial? I, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, let's, let's say, let's let him stick to hockey. Let, let him stick to hockey. Hey, man, he's getting paid. He's, he's getting, getting paid. He's getting, getting that, what I say, Steph, what I always say. Getting that bank. Yeah. Getting that bank, you know, that money. Mm-hmm. Um, whatever that company is, we're not going to say because we're not sponsored by them. Mm-hmm. Uh, JR, to answer your question, I was happy with the result. I was disappointed in the play of the team. I was happy with the result, obviously, because, you know, they ended up working out for the Leafs. They won their 46 game, something I could say I've seen in my lifetime. A lot of, obviously, no one has ever said that before. Never won 46 games, never won, what is it, 26 home games, 27 home games. Never had that record before. So I was happy in that perspective. Where I was disappointed with the Leafs was that Again, another lead they had, 3 nothing, and it ended up being a 4-3 game. The, hey. That's not going to—I'm sorry. I'm sorry, and I already know what Steph's going to say. I already know what, what he's going to say. say it's going to change no, in the playoffs. It's going to change. They're going to— find a way to win even yeah, when they're not playing yeah. their best. Well, so. the thing is, what have I said, Stefano, continuously every week since we've started this podcast? I said, we don't know what the damn Leafs are because the Leafs don't show you consistency. They just don't. They score— five goals they allow five goals they can put up 50 shots they give up 50 shots the Leafs are the model of inconsistency you don't know what you're going to get from them right they have this is and then what is this the second time in two three weeks they had a three nothing lead I think it was last week against Tampa they were up three nothing and they ended up losing four three you cannot blow the I think three goals should be enough to win a hockey game I think that's just enough and and listen I don't want to hate on the Leafs I don't because I'm happy they won the game they ended they did score more goals than the uh, Tampa Bay Lightning, but this has got to stop. They've got to do. They've got to change up the, the way they. They can't fall asleep in the second period in the playoffs. That's going to kill them. That's the problem with them. They fall asleep in the second period and allow teams to get back into the game. Even even in the first period last night at the end, Florida scored the one goal uh, near the end of the third period that ended up making it three one. It happens. It. I know what so happens. To be honest, you're not. Are you not worried about inconsistency in, in, in the playoffs if they fall? Fall, fall down like in the second period and then it all falls apart nope. into the third period nope. and they have to fight their way back into winning a game nowhere did I say I'm not worried about this inconsistency that we're seeing with the Toronto Maple Leafs just uh, play as of late excuse me but the whole thing what started the Maple Leafs is we all knew it was a process okay the team is finding a way to get better each and every year each and every game they're building because they want to be deemed as one of the overall league's best teams 
I'm looking at the standings right now in the whole league, and the Leafs rank seven out of 31. Okay. That's a big thing. So, yeah, you know, the inconsistency is not there. Or, sorry, excuse me. The inconsistency is there. But the whole point of building a hockey team to be the best of the best is even when you're not having a good game, the good teams find a way to win. And last night, they did that. Florida played some very desperate hockey. Yeah, let's not take away they, from them. They have to get a lot of credit because... Since the All-Star break, they've won 20 games. That's the best wins. Uh, that's the best amount of wins for a team coming back since the All-Star break. So give them credit to where credit is due. They're still fighting for a playoff spot. But to answer your question, JR, I don't think I'm concerned about the inconsistency in the playoffs as many people are making it seem to be. The playoffs are another game. It's another game entirely right teams tighten up teams play smarter teams play more conservative i think we're just waiting to see when the leafs actually get there everyone in the city knows we've we're in a playoff spot now so i just think they gotta play smart and they gotta play simple and i really do think that if this team gets hot at the right time which they are they've won seven of their last nine Going into playoffs, that's a really big thing for this team. And we got to make sure that it's not just about getting that X beside their name. They actually have to perform in the... In the oh, I was about to swear. Oh, man. And the freaking playoffs, though. They have to perform in the playoffs. Absolutely. No because it's not... It's like... Yeah, it's going to be fun to see them in the playoffs once again. Especially with this group... With the group that they have now. And the chemistry that they're, they have built up. And against what will be an interesting matchup between Boston and Leafs. Or Tampa, for that matter. Well, it looks like Boston might I know a lot it. of people, that's that's a good thing that you brought that up, JR. I'm happy because a lot of people have just been assuming, okay, Leafs-Boston, book it. Let's get our tickets. No, it's not Leafs-Boston. Uh, Boston's a game, uh, sorry, they're a point behind Tampa with a game in hand. And so, they play each other tonight. Exactly. Boston can very well end up with that number one seed. Very well. And, and uh, I think that a lot of people are overlooking the the possibility of the Leafs playing Tampa in the first round. Now we could debate which which matchup you'd rather have. <clears throat> That's another story for another day. The Leafs currently sit in third at 99 points and uh <laughs> it, I was just uh, I was saying this off off uh, the microphone uh, a few minutes ago how it seems like the Leafs Every, they're always one of the last to clinch a playoff spot, even when they, they know. Like, like how much of a Leafs thing would it be for them to have 99 points and not make the playoff? Like, how much well, of a Leafs thing would happen. that be? I'm just it saying. Would, it would, no, no, it, it just, would be a typical Leafs That fashion, would be something. Like, no other team. We, if that were to happen so that, to a yeah, team. That's what, that's what Tristan is saying. If yeah. that were to happen to a team, that would be the Toronto Maple Leafs. Yeah. That, like totally right. I, I think at this point, I think if if Florida were to lose even just one more game, the Leafs get the X beside their name, right? And, and and like what you said, Jared, it's not just about getting the X either. Like for the most part, we understand the Leafs are most likely going to the playoffs. It's, for sure, it's it's about performing once you get there, and right? Tied to Jr's point, I mean about being able to live up to the expectations and actually perform. You look at a team like Boston, okay? Yeah, they only have 17 losses all year, right? But they have 11 overtime losses. 
So for me, something about Boston just... I feel teams always go through dry spouts. I feel teams always go through struggles. And to me, I think Boston has been a team that has been dealing with too much consistency, if that makes sense. They've been too consistent throughout the year. You never know. The team's wheels might fall off come the start of the playoffs. You don't know that. Look at the way they played last year against the Ottawa Senators. What was it? They were out in four? You never know with playoffs. Or they can still be consistent and beat the Leafs in four. <laughs> I think we both know that won't happen, JR. I, I, you never know. Exactly. You never know. With the the Leafs are 7-1 and one in the last eight against the Bruins. I'm, con- I'm concerned also about Freddie getting tired by the end of the year because he, this year, we know. He is, he got, not, is he not tired already? Yeah, like, well, he had that injury, right? So I guess you could say he had time to rest those two games. I don't know. I don't know if you consider recovering from an injury rest, but it's, it's you know, he Guys, it looks like he's games. just getting better the more games he gets. No, 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 no. I'm not saying Freddie's sl- um, like going on a slump or no, anything. All, all I'm saying is. An 82 game is a long season, and he hasn't played all of them, he's but played. he's got hurt. We don't know, because a lot of times, and in the playoffs too, they like to hide injuries too, right? We don't know. Every NHL team like that. No, yeah, is. yeah, for sure, right? But the, especially in Freddie's case, fatigue <laughs> might be pl- setting in, possibly that could play into an injury. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. like he might be getting hurt. He might be hurt, and we don't know about it. Or he might be really tired, and as a result... You know, we don't wish that on anybody, right? So... It's just I think the Leafs have to get better defensively, and that goes back to my concern in the fact that they gotta play better. They gotta play better. They gotta have confidence going into the playoffs because you can't go into the playoffs and have these problems where you have leads and you're afraid to blow and like you might blow them, legitimately blow them. It's not just about blowing leads. It's about protecting your goalie too. Listen, but because everyone's banged up, you like everyone's hurt in a sense that it's it's a, it's been a long season. Of course, and their season's about to be extended into the playoffs. Which I, they're still trying to get used to a bit, and and they still like are most of them are trying like Matthews and Freddie Anderson like you spoke about are still trying to get into game speed again into that actual game that full minutes that they've been having throughout the season. So I just think as a starting goalie, he wants to be one of the top NHL's starting goalies. If you want to be a starting goalie, you gotta perform and you got to live up to the name okay frederick anderson has been getting yeah he's been getting a lot of starts but guys let's be real he's the starting goalie if he wants to be deemed as a starting goalie he's got to live up to what he's expected to do if that means he's expected to play 70 games out of an 82 game season that's his job because right now he's played 63 out of the 77 games this year. Yeah, and the games he missed. Well, games he missed is either on the second of a back-to-back 
or he, he was, was injured in, recently. Yes, that those are the, ga- for, the, the, three the games. Those are the only games he missed. So you know, it's not his problem when they have back to backs or or when uh, he got hurt. Like it's not his fault. I think he's, I think he's proven that he's a starting goal. I don't think there's nothing that he needs to live up to expectations. I think he just does live up to expectations. I think he any. does too. But I think from my perspective, I think it starts with a defensive man, defensive man on the ice. Like I said, they never protect their goalie. And then if if the forwards and centermen of the other team are going to blow past them, and then the last defi- line of defense is Freddie Anderson, he can he he can't just, he he could Freddie can do so much to protect the net. And it's up to the defensemen, obviously, what their job is too. Their job is entitled to protect the blue line, protect them. Man, I'm just counting down the days to the playoffs. I'm so excited. So, Boston Leafs. Dude, it's it's not going to be easy, though. I don't think with Boston. No. Tampa Bay. For, if, if Tampa Bay meets in the first round, we talked about I think this it's if, done. We I talk, think Leafs they is play done. very similar. They're both fast. They both like to play offense. They leave a lot of things open, meaning... Defense isn't always a huge factor when you're playing Tampa Bay. The only difference is they have a defenseman like Victor Hedman, right? They have a Victor Hedman, Ryan McDonough duo, and the Leafs don't have that. But I still don't think that should be a team that can phase the Leafs. Guys, they're top seven in the league. Anything can happen in the NHL when you you're a top 10 team. You look at the Nashville Predators last year, 8th seed they they walked they just snuck into the playoffs and look, they made a cup they made a run to the cup final. So anything can happen. Yeah, I get your point about that. I completely agree with that point, but Last year, you don't think Nashville was a little phased by the fact they played Chicago? Like I'm saying, they, they won the series. They swept them. I understand that. But the point is, going into the series, you are kind of phased, right? So Tampa Bay, the second-place team in the league, you're not even just a little bit worried about playing? I'm not saying they can't beat them. Just you're not they worried. They said the same thing about the Leafs and Caps last year. It was going to be a sweep. And, and they it, lost it, the series. They lost the series. But again, it was They played a better sweep. than they were supposed you're, to. You're talking about yeah. a team team that has grown immensely over the last year. Yeah. That year of playoff experience, I've guaranteed you, have taught them something and the way they're going to go about playing their games. Of course, of course. I'm just saying, Tampa Bay has been here too. It's not like they're playing. they have Washington has has a history of not performing in the playoffs. Tampa made the cup final in 2013. Tampa Bay's 15, built to sorry. win now. 2015. If, that's, if, if, if they're they, built to win they, now, that doesn't they, phase if you? If they don't win, but they're not going to win for a while. But they're not built. Exactly. So if they're built to win now, that doesn't phase you? If the fact that a cup contender that is built to win now, in your own words, that doesn't phase you? No, because I look. you look at a team like Chicago. Chicago is built to win. Out and four. I don't. Well, okay, that's another story for another day. But, but it's the same argument. I don't think they are. I think the Chicago's past that prime of their dynasty. That they still got Taze and Kane, but the other support players that they used to have are on the decline of their careers, which is why Chicago hasn't isn't going to make the playoffs this year. But that's another story for another day. Tampa is young. They've got the skill. They got the speed. They've got the goalie, the goaltending, even the coaching. Guys, there's done. some sleeper teams fighting for a spot. Oh yeah, 
right? Like we I were just talking about you, Florida. If you're Tampa Bay, you do not want to play a team like New Jersey if they get in. Well, I never know, man. Which it looks like they might if if the New playoffs Jersey, start today. Yeah, New Jersey can make it. Uh don't know. It's 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 just it, again it goes by, and like Steph said, this is why the NHL playoffs are so interesting because last year you saw Nashville sweep the first seed Blackhawks. All my point is is that not that you should be scared to play them, but you do have a little bit. You are phased a little bit. You do know that you don't have home ice and that you don't. You're essentially the underdog. Now that could fuel you, but I guess that's in any sport or any position you're in. You could take that approach. For the Atlantic, each team is very even. It's very even yeah. play. It's an even playing field. At least we're used to playing Boston too. Even Babcock. The other day, Babcock said he turned off the Boston game because he was, you know, he saw all the skill and the there was scoring and he turned off the the game so even the coach has the respect I think it's a matter of respect too right you respect the fact that the opponent is so good and the Leafs obviously have demons from this team in the playoffs past we don't need to get into that all I'm trying to say is that the Leafs could beat they can beat any team. We all agree on that. Any team could beat any team on any given day. The question is, how would they fare against Boston as opposed to how they'd fare against Tampa? And like Stefano, I agree in the fact that the Leafs probably match up better with Tampa in terms of skill. They've got speed. They've got youth. they got young legs. they got also, they have incredible skill. They do on the front end. The back end, not so much. And that's the, that would probably be the difference maker. With Boston, Boston is is always, and this goes back to the identity thing. Boston, you know they're going to get chippy. You know, especially in, that, in TD Garden, they're going to play you tough as hell. They're probably the toughest building to play in in the NHL. They get into the corners. They're getting nitty gritty. And I think that'll be a problem for the Leafs in, in the sense that the Leafs reply, rely more on skill than the chippiness and physical aspects of the game. I think that's what Boston brings that the Leafs don't. The Leafs are oh, finishing up. Yeah. They're they're dealing with another back-to-back. They play Friday night against the Islanders and then Saturday, Saturday the night against Jets. The Jets. So another hot team. Another hot team. Well, don't what don't not overlook the Jets. Patrick Laine. So we'll see what you guys want to talk about next. Uh, I mean, you say that, man. What? what? I'll cut that out. Anyways, moving over to the mound, the, the baseball Jays? diamond. The Jays. The Opening Jays. day. The Jays are back. Tristan's wearing a... Blue Jays shirt. Uh, what you are you wearing on? It's Brett oh, Lowry. Um, yeah, I'm wearing Brett Lowry. Yeah, I know. I have an old shirt. You can, you can buy another one? Oh, you know what? I liked Brett Lowry. Can you leave me alone? He was, He's Canadian. I mean, He's a yeah, good player. Yeah, he was all right. He was all right there, <sighs> Anyways, so J-Hap takes him out on Thursday. Hopefully they can win that first opening day. Because lately, you know, it's either the opening day and then the Canada Day game are one game or two games that fifty thousand people pack the Rogers Center, but they lose. Well, they pack the Rogers Center to see the first day of a rebuild. Wow, it's not okay. And, and, and I'm so glad Steph just said that. I don't think the Le- the sorry the Leafs the Jays are gonna be as bad as people think. I but really people, don't. What, what pe- in people's eyes, people think it's a rebuild. I, I understand. They need what, to rebuild. I understand what people are uh, looking like, looking at that way, but from what we've been hearing from Mark Shapiro and the uh, GM Ross Atkins, they've been talking about all all spring season, all spring training. This is this is not this is not a rebuild. This is oh, 
Yeah, it's a work in progress. They're in it for the short term, but they do realize what the long term goal is going to be eventually. They're in the middle of trying to win now. But for what they have and still work around adding pieces here and there that they need to fill in. Like, I, I, I look at the pitching starting lineup. It looks beautiful. It doesn't look that like a bad pitching squad. But No questions asked. They, they probably have one of the better rotations in the league. But, but, but the bats... Would you, wouldn't you be worried about having stronger bats this year? No. Well, obviously, no Edwin for two years. Jose's not here. Yeah, but Jose. Okay, yeah, that's that, that's that's. Tulowitzki's already on the DL. That's what I that uh, that's what I wanted to say. The the bats are are a problem just like last year, because you don't. Kevin Pillar, as great as he is on the defensive side, of the, uh, defensive, you know, when when they're on a defense, the problem is he can't seem to hit. He just can't, Kevin Pillar. And n- now you take away Jose Bautista, an aging right fielder. He's going to give you about 20 home runs a year and replace him with another aging right fielder in Curtis Granderson. I think Curtis Granderson is a slight upgrade than Bautista. I don't think he's this huge difference maker that some people have made him out to be. I don't think that... Uh, to, yeah, like Steph said, Tulowitzki, he's going to be on the DL for at least 60 days. I think he's on the 60-day yeah. DL. He's still recovering from that injury he had last year. I think he was a difference maker. If he comes back before... Mm, if he can come back before maybe June, July-ish, and they're in it, he's going to be a difference maker because Tulowitzki's great on the defensive side of the ball, which is what they were missing at shortstop last year. And injuries, too. Like, people want to... As bad as the Jays played, and they did play bad last year, injuries were a factor on why they lost the game. That Over 10 players got hurt oh, yeah. last I'm, year. I remember talking about that in one of my the, school assignments. They used 14 different pitchers last year in the rotation. No. You're not going to have this bad and forth this year with Joe Biagini as a starter and then he's a uh, sorry a bullpen pitcher he's a bullpen pitcher they've said he's a bullpen pitcher that's what it's gonna be and a lot of people don't seem to realize but they got off to an awful start well, last 2011, year 2011, 2011 in the first month I that can't that, happen that whole, again this the whole year. set the tone for the rest of the season what they've become what what the 2017 2017 campaign Ended off in like a bad taste in our in our mouths, like as a as, as a Blue Jays fan, with a losing record and not making the playoffs, and just you know having that losing record, injuries piling together, and it just it, it was a tough it was a tough season to watch as a Blue Jays fan. And it's it's got to be you got to look at consistency too. Let's be real. Do you think Justin Smoke will have another? Solid year like he did last year because Justin Smoke hit the ball quite a bit last year. Yeah, he's an all star. Can I ask you a question? Yeah. Yes, he's gonna have an effective year, not as good as last year. Okay, so it's it's the consistency about their bats. Yeah. Well, it's not. It's it's it is it is about consistency, but I think for Justin Smoke, it is hard to live up from what you've done in the past year. I think last year was an underrated story, uh, a story about how Justin Smoke has been as a player, his growth, and it was a standout season. Just right behind all the other stories within the Blue Jays organization with injuries, injuries and slow starts and bad games. It, it, Justin Smoke still had a great season. Will he have another great season? I'm pretty sure he will. You gotta, I think he will. You got to think too, though. Like, 
it okay as much as I think the Jays are in the process of a rebuild by nowhere do I mean that they might not be able to compete for who knows a wild card spot they might be but I think the mentality of the team's got to change they got to start realizing because I even heard Gibbon say last night on TV we got to slug our way into a playoff spot if you don't have the consistency out of your bats change the mentality of the way the game is played play more small ball Get runners in scoring position. You don't always need to swing for the fence. I think you understand? You know what I'm trying to get to? I think I a lot yeah. of the Jays... Okay, I would have said maybe when you've got bats like you did a couple years ago against Texas and against Kansas, like Edwin, Bautista, Donaldson was smoking the ball, okay? Yeah, swing for the fence. You've got guys that can do it. No questions asked, I would. But they got to start playing smarter baseball. Advance runners. Get runners in scoring position. It's not always about hitting for the 410 feet. Not always like that. I think that's what they've been trying to slowly get into or like try to fast track it, but it just hasn't been properly done before because they've had that spark of the balance between the bats and advancing scores, getting good runs and scores in the 2015 campaign when they made a, a, a deep run in the playoffs. But that time has changed, and they relied on bats. And then now I think they're in the middle of what I think John Gibbons, Ross Atkins, Mark Shapiro are trying to do, trying to build a team that is like that oh, with, with what they have as out in, their, in their batting lineup. Having heavy hitters, some heavy hit hitters, and also having that diversity of having scorers that can run the bases. I think and that, advanced scores. Sorry, but and advanced scores. <laughs> sorry to cut you off there, Jerry. Go ahead. I think I listen. I agree with what Steph said about playing small ball. I just don't think it works for the Blue Jays. I think they've tried it before. People have made that argument before, and I completely agree with it. They went. They used to, like he said, like Steph said, back in 2015 and even 2016 when you had. Sorry, not 2016 because they didn't have Edwin. Wait, hold on. Never mind. Sorry, folks. Yes, they had Edwin in 2016. Last year, they didn't have him. When they had the th- big three, they would hit for the fences, and that's why you had them hitting 30-plus home runs every year. And you saw them had consistency with it. Now that the bats aren't working, the Jays can't and they can't hit those home runs. They don't seem to work. But I find also that that's just the formula and the way the Jays play, and that's the way Gibbons likes them to play. He likes them to play through hitting for the long ball and not cashing in runners. I disagree with it, but if he finds success with it, who am I to question that? I think I think he's found success with it before. I think he can find find success with it again because he still got Donaldson. Think- he still got Devin Travis. Uh, you if know, he, if he's if he he's healthy, yeah, if he and, and, and that goes he's back, another effective Blue Jay that he can help the team that goes, stays healthy. Yeah, and Aaron Sanchez too. A lot of people want to forget Aaron Sanchez. Well, I don't think they forget, but a lot of people don't want to bring up the fact that Aaron Sanchez was hurt most of the year last year. He had those well, splinters no, well, with the ball. I think that you don't think Aaron Sanchez last year they finished seventy six and eighty six. My prediction this year they're going to get 
about 10 more, 15 more wins than they get than that than that last year. You don't think Aaron Sanchez well, gets you six or seven more wins? That's six or seven more wins right there. And they didn't have other injuries in their rotation. You're telling me Marco Estrada can't have a better year? You're telling me, uh, well, they don't got Francisco. But Tristan, we're not talking about, we, we are talking about how the season will be compared to last season. But we just we were just, we were just talking about how John Gamers was trying to adapt, not adapt. I mean, he, he he still likes how he wants to go for the long ball. I think what they need to do is run that small ball, what Stefano said. Mm-hmm. And last, try to adapt that adapt that adapt that game. Last year right. the, the Jays led the league in leaving runners in scoring position on base and not scoring on them. Well, JR. Sorry, Stefano. Well, I'm just addressing JR right now. Well, JR, before you cut me off there, you should have let me finish my point. Wait, are you, okay, you're going to talk about the pitching. My I, point yeah, I know. was the injuries to the pitching is going to help yeah, them out with their bats, is what yeah. I'm trying to okay. say. Because with those extra wins and with those better performances, the bats don't need to put up five, six, seven runs a game. Last year they were giving up just about, about those kind of you know numbers to the opposing teams. I think the Pitching will be better this year, and it'll help out with the bats, and they don't have to swing for the fences as much as they do, and play small, or or they don't have to play small ball to cash in amount, uh, uh, like a certain amount of runs. Okay, I agree with that. Okay, good. Good for you, man. When are we gonna go to a Blue Jays game, guys? I don't know. Opening day, we can still make it. What is it? One? No, we can make not, it down there. We're not gonna go, man. Anyways, you know what? I I you know I totally forgot about Aaron Sanchez's injury. <clears throat> There's so many injuries that I was like, oh wait, yeah, you when you brought up Aaron Sanchez, yeah, he didn't play like half of the season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay, I agree with Tristan's point. Pitching can probably help with the Jays' scoring runs because. When you got that strong pitching lineup, a strong pitching day by Jay Happ, Marcus Stroman, Aaron Sanchez, and Marcus, Marco Estrada, it could, they get the bats can feed off that. Players and players and can feed off that, of that all that energy, especially for Marcus Stroman because he has a lot of energy. Just just to correct my point, last year the the Jays they averaged about three runners they left in scoring position per game. I don't know if I said Ben Brown was gonna be on the podcast, but he's not here. Come on, Steph, you gotta you gotta work on that fake news. Come on, that's just fake news that you said it's before. It's not. I'm saying what you said before was fake news. Like, come on, get it together, buddy. That's all right. You tried. Get it together. You tried. It was a good. It was a good slide in with the. It was a good slide into second base. Where are the Jays finishing in the in the in the division this year, Jr. Last. <laughs> I said Jr. But okay, Stefano. Fine. Stefano. Fine, Jr. I didn't know you changed your name to Jr. But like, can we can we say why you're gonna come in last place? Okay, well, why I don't. I don't have place? high expectations with this team. I I don't. Okay, either. who's gonna talk? I'm talking. Okay, to go ahead, Jr. You who, go ahead. Jr. I just, like, I just like grinding Tristan's gears a little bit. Jr. Okay, There's Tristan. no grinding gears. It's just oh, I'm talking to Sorry. Jr. Jr. <laughs> where are the Toronto Blue Jays finishing this year in the division? I don't have high Expectations either last or second last, like last year. Okay, that's fair. Uh, Stefano, if they if the pitching's consistent, if they're healthy, I could see them maybe fighting for a wild card division, but there's no chance they're going to be better than the Yankees or the Red Sox. Yeah, I'm with you no on that chance. one too. I'm with you on that one too, as I mentioned before. The I think- Orioles. 
I don't even know if they can be better than the Orioles. We'll see. <laughs> Are you done talking now? So Are you Tristan, done? Go ahead, Tristan. I, well, got I wasn't you. finished I got you. elaborating I got my you. point. I got you. No, you, I, well, you know how Steph does the long pauses? You need to. Yeah, you need to learn You should know now. Yeah, you get the long pauses. He needs to learn to talk more Okay, just I'm not putting go ahead. The so Steph, like you know how Steph does the long pauses and everything. I'm gonna quit gotta, this podcast. He's gotta let so time to breathe. For you, li- so, for you listeners out there, it's gonna be the JS podcast starting. JR, so last place, right? The Blue Jays won 76 games yeah, last year. The Blue Jays won 76 <laughs> games last year. Oh my god, the Blue Jays won 76 games last year. I think they're gonna win 10 to 15 more. I think they'll be in third in the division, and I think they're gonna push for a wild card. I'm not saying they're gonna get a wild card. I think they'll push for it. And like Steph said, it's a big if. They gotta have consistency with the pitching. The batters, all this stuff again. They're not going to beat the Yankees, the Red Sox. We all know this. I think they make wild card at best. At best, they'll make the wild card game. I think so too. I just hope my prediction is wrong because I want I want this Blizzard team to be Me actually too. better than what the years two years past. Like hey, I want to see that 2015 campaign playoff run again. Baseball is exciting in the city. It's okay, that, well that's we're too far ahead. Then. No, I'm just saying <laughs> it was exciting, right? Who's gonna it be, was. Who's going to be in the World Series? Who's winning it? Okay, that's I don't oh know. my god, that's too far ahead. There's so many good teams, man. I think it's gonna. You go. don't think any team's gonna win the? It'll go okay, to the, there. Will be a team that wins. I think it'll go to the I NL again. I, honestly, I can't no. give you. I can't give you a team that will win the World Series. I think it could go to a team in the NL again. I don't think it's coming to the Red Sox or Yankees, but. Well, last year it was won by an AL, AL team, team, Houston Astros. Yeah. But I think it was. They lost the Dutch right. Yeah. Correction. So get get the leagues right, Steph. Just one, just one letter. Sorry, off. sorry. Like I think honestly, I think Houston can make it back. Again, They're really I was thinking good. that. I was that's in the back of my mind. Um, but that was my mistake. Everybody's hyped on the Yankees. Don't sleep on the Red Sox. Red Sox are going to be a good team. They are going to be a great. We'll okay, let's talk about the Yankees. I think Yankees still on paper they look good, but we'll still have to see what Aaron Judge and. John Carlo. Boston Carlo. Boston's Stanton. never really been a team to live up to those high expect like they they've yep. always had high expectations. These last three or four years, you've always heard, oh, the Red Sox are gonna be so good. The Red Sox are gonna be so good. The Yankees are gonna be good. Yep. Look where it got them in the playoffs. Red Sox are always that's and I guess that maybe that's just the curse of making the playoffs every year. The fact that they make the playoffs. If you don't win it every year, it's almost like you don't live up to expectations when people forget how hard it is to make the playoffs in the first place so I think they're a little bit I think I think they're criticized more maybe than they should be but the Boston Red Sox are going to be a great team this year they're always a threat to make it in there I think between them Houston the Dodgers are good I'm team. talking in the oh, AL I'm saying yeah, in, no, in the I'm AL I think Boston whole. Houston mm, I guess you could throw in the Yankees because they yeah I throw I, them in there in you could throw in three. the Yankees in the NL I think the Dodgers are good I really like the Cubs I really like the Cubs last year and I'm gonna. I like them this year. They added you, Darvish. I think mm-hmm. he's gonna be a help oh, to them. Underrated move. I think that even though he cho- kind of choked in Game Seven of the World Series last but year, but him being on the Cubs but team, yes, he's gonna. He's going back to the Cubs, who already had a, st- a strong starting oh, rotation, and you couple that with the fact that they still have their core intact with Anthony Rizzo, Javier Baez. I think they're gonna be the good struggle. This year, Chicago, I think they're they're probably my favorite to win the World Series. The Cubs again, they're probably my favorite to win it. Mm, Cubs winning it again, I think so. Oh, that was a great storyline from two years ago when the Cubs won it. The other great stories, 
lines coming up, Jr. Very good. And, and like, honestly, baseball—it's a long goddamn season, man. Sixty-two games. Jesus. And anything can change. I'm hoping for any strong lineup moves probably at a trade deadline. We'll probably see some prospects being called up for the Blue Jays and changing that team around. And hopefully changing my prediction. My prediction of the Blue Jays finishing last, second last in the in the AL East. Hopefully making a good run. Making it for that wild card, at least wild card spot in the playoffs and see the Blue Jays play in the playoffs once again. I don't know why I say it like that, but Tristan, let's talk about the Raptors, man. Well, <laughs> sorry, man. Okay, I'll talk about the Raptors. <laughs> I know, I'll talk about them. Sorry, you caught me off guard there. Raptors, oh, you know what? I'm not going to say... Some people are worrying. What would they lose? Three of their last five? Yeah. Three no, their, no, well... Uh, or is it, it now three of their last six? Three of their last five they lost. Yeah, because they won the last six, three of their last seven. But it's it, at this point now, it's... That, that whole stat is kind of like... Yeah. It's gone now. I think it was good that they lost to LA on Saturday. Or sorry, Sunday night. Why? I thought it was good. And here's why. A lot of people are saying, why Why would you want to lose? I think it was good. And especially the way they lost. Because they the fact that they had a 20-point lead. The fact that they blew it. And then even lost by 10-plus points. I think that's good what, for the to Raptors. humble them? For... A little check of reality. I think the yeah. Raptors have been caught. I think the Raptors. I'm not. I'm not saying this is they're true. In my opinion, I think they're caught up in in their confidence in the fact that they've had a better year than they than than they was expected of them. The fact that they're in first place and the fact that they had that five game cushion on Boston. Now it's only three and a half. I think they got a little too comfortable against a team like LA that they were now. I, I'm I'm just saying uh, they got a little bit comfortable against a team like LA who you know they're their favorite to beat and. They ended up losing, and I think a lot of the bad habits that they've had in years past started in that game. I think they played ISO a little bit in the third quarter, and that caught up to them. Yeah, and I think that they just fell asleep and they let LA get back into the game. And I think that's good for them heading into the playoffs. That's the key word I forgot to say into the playoffs because you want to have confidence going into the playoffs, but you also want to. <laughs> not be too high on yourself you want to you know sort of keep that mentality of listen you know we had a good regular season now it's the playoffs it's time to compete it's time to put up now so just like is it time maybe like the raps start thinking about what they're gonna or how they're gonna play a balk on the playoffs because you know he's 100 percent. you could say he's probably one of the better defensive players in the nba but Offensively, he hasn't been good at all. Like I get it, players are looking to looking for their rhythms, trying to find new rhythm to their games. But like, I think we can all admit he hasn't been very good as of late. Oh, lately, yeah, he, lately, off- offensively, he's been struggling um, on the floor. But has that been offset by other teammates like the bench mob? Is for sure. But we definitely need a guy like Serge Ibaka, who is one of our. He is the starting power forward, and he he is a power forward that we wanted for a long time. Like, would you want Paul Millsap over Serge Ibaka? You want Serge Ibaka? So it's it's it is kind of disturbing how a lot of people are comparing him to the Andrea Bargnani. 
He's the Barnyani of our squad. Yo, Mago. Oh, my goodness. He's turning into that Barnyani. Oh, God. Hopefully not, man. I, I still think Sergio Mago, he's still a great player. Is he, is he just in a slump? For sure. I think he is in a slump, but I think he needs to take it back, step back. Here's why. I no just, no step back threes, but step back into that post move mentality and bring that, and also bring that defensive mindset back to the Raptors, which he, I think he is, should be the one of the hearts of the, the this defensive Dwayne Casey. He's giving the ball the Van Vliet. Here's why I disagree, okay, Steph, with panicking about Ibaka. Ibaka isn't here to be an offensive threat. He's He's not here to put up 20-plus points. He, that's not his role. He's a power forward. He is... Uh, yes, he's a power forward. My mistake there. He is here to play... To, to be a, a defensive strong suit. He's here. He, he's one of the best... He's got one of the best defensive ratings on the team. He's putting up 12.5 points and 6 rebounds a game. So, it's not like he's not doing nothing on the offensive side of the ball. But, importantly, if he's creating blocks, if he's helping... If he's helping to stop fast breaks, if he's helping in that regard, I'm fine with him putting up 12 points and six rebounds. I don't think there's any reason to Absolutely. worry. But still, is like you can't. You but can't, like, look, you can't judge that stat if he's, he's if he's making bad shots. He's missing he wide open been. looks from behind the arc. But still, he's not a three point shooter. Even though if he's not a three point shooter, he shouldn't be shooting them regardless. Well, Demar Derozan's not a three point shooter, and he's shooting much better this year. Okay, but he's Demar Derozan. This well, you can't you can't say about that. If, if we're um, changing the, the argument around about how it's his because he's a Demar Derozan, anybody can improve their shot. Exactly. But as a, as a power forward, as a power forward, I don't think he should step out in that on that range. Even though that game is transitioning into that three point shoot shooting big man like Kristaps yeah. Porzingis. Towns. Even JV could hit a, hit a three. What is it? That's what I mean. Death taxes and okay. JV's oh, oh, threes. Okay. Yeah. So, but would you want? Would you rather have Demar Derozan shooting threes or Serge Ibaka th- shooting Demar Derozan? So. But what I'm saying with Stefano is he's saying he's not a three-point shooter. Well, DeMar DeRozan's not a three-point shooter either, but... It's not his forte, but he can do... He'll knock yeah, down a few. Yeah, he's not a three-point shooter, but we, want, we don't want him to shoot more threes than DeMar DeRozan or Kyle Lowry. No, of course Or OG not. Ananobi. Okay. Even though he's, he's not that... Not, not that great from three. But. I just don't think there's anything to worry about with Ibaka. Uh, I, he's not the offense. He's not what we offense. Obviously, we don't. We're not. We're gonna take all the I, offense we can get from him. But there's no reason to if he's producing on the defensive side of the ball. I don't think there's any reason to worry. I just brought him up because there's been a lot of talk around his yeah. name lately. That's all. That too. I think there is some worrisome about him how he's been playing of late. But overall, has he been doing? A great job, a decent job for us, for sure. This is his very first season with the Toronto Raptors, a full season with the Toronto Raptors, and playing defensively and off- offensively pretty well, especially from three. Like he's not doing that bad, but just lately in the past few games, and it, it showed from the the loss and against the Clippers, and then faced Cleveland the other no, a few a few days ago, no, a few weeks ago. And what they face Utah? Face Utah. Played uh, OKC, Denver, and Denver. Uh, I think that the Raptors. No, no. Here's not what I think. But what I wanted to ask is, how are the Raptors going to do? Because they got to play Saturday night in Boston at. 
Come on, man. What's wrong with you? Stefano, do you mind, please? Yeah, I'm sorry. Up, we are recording was, a podcast. I was reading something. Hey, focus up, man. Mute your, mute your computer. So they play, they play Boston on Saturday. They play Boston on Saturday in Boston. Then you got to go to Cleveland and play them in Quicken Loans Arena yeah. again. And then you got to play Boston again in Toronto. I, 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 that's a tough three-game stretch with only four-game lead on the Boston Celtics. I think that's tough. And the, I think they have to win at least one of those games. They have to win against one of those games against Boston. Because if you think about it, if they lose both to Boston, uh-huh. Boston gets the tiebreaker in the season series. If they lose to Cleveland, that's only a one-game advantage you'd have on Boston. And realistically, that's not hard for them to catch back. If the Raptors and Boston were to tie, and that's the scenario that happens, Boston gets the first seat because of the tiebreaker. Right now, they're four and a half games behind. Yeah. I'd say... Just how the scenarios that could happen in the last in the next three games against Boston, Cleveland, Boston. Raptors could either be two up, two and a half up, or three and a half up. I don't think there there's no way. Yeah, two and a half up or three and a half up. But this is closing the gap for the first seed. And home court advantage is very, very important for the Toronto Raptors to succeed in the playoffs. Extremely important. Especially when you have that team in your mind and the sight lines right in front of you down the road. Yep. Across the street, across the hall, the Cleveland Cavaliers. You're going to either face them in the second round or in the Eastern Conference Finals. If you make it there. Exactly. But like home court advantage, especially if you make it there and face Cleveland, it's gonna. You're gonna need home court advantage against LeBron and Cleveland because Cleveland will destroy you. <laughs> Cleveland might beat them with home court advantage, right? Like exactly, <laughs> because LeBron, LeBron, well, is, yeah, he seems to be the Raptors' kryptonite. They just can't. It's, it's just that home court advantage would help. Mm, aid yeah. to win the game. If it like, came to a win game the series seven, against Cleveland, exactly. If it came to a game seven, you want to have it in your house because I, the, I don't listen. I, as much as I love the Raptors, I have no faith in them going into Quicken Loans Arena and beating LeBron. I just, I don't. They're not gonna like. There's no way they're gonna win the first game against Cleveland, in Cleveland. If they're uh, you're like, saying game three and four. So no, so let's say is the matchup right? Uh-huh. Cleveland versus Raptors. Yes. Cleveland has home court advantage. Oh. They're not going to win first game. I don't think that's going to happen, but okay, fine. But no, no, I'm just saying. No, no, like, hypothetically, yeah, okay. Yeah, if we're saying if Cleveland had the home court advantage, yes. they're not going to win first game against, of course against the Raptors. Probably not even the second game. Oh, sorry, no, sorry. The Raptors not going to win the first game. Yeah. And then second game, Might I'd say towards, towards the Cleveland would still win, but Raptors will still have a fight, and it just decreases from there. <laughs> If Cleveland had home court, it'd be exactly like it was two years ago. Cleveland takes the first two, killing them. Raptors have a good effort on their home court, makes it 2-2, and then Cleveland's going to go back home. They're going to beat them, and then go back to Toronto, and I think Cleveland will just pull out. I think that the Leafs are just... uh, The Leafs. I keep bringing up the Leafs. The Raptors. I think the Raptors cannot beat Cleveland if Cleveland had home court. It's tough for them to beat them with home court. You know what I mean? It is, for sure. It's it's tough. It's LeBron, man. He's yeah, the poster child again, of the NBA. We've got a different Raptors team, like compared to what we've seen past years. I understand that, but it's that that mentality that we're facing the best player in the world. Of course, and clean Cavaliers. Just on a side note, I just read that uh, Rick Nash 
or sorry, not Rick Nash, Steve Nash, sorry, Jason Kidd and Grant Hill have been inducted or will be inducted into the basketball. Yeah, I saw that too. Congrats to Steve Nash. He'll be inducted. Canadian basketball, making us proud. Um, I'm okay. Just back on the Raptors. My last point, okay? Um, at four, five, six seed, Cleveland, Washington, Philly, and the Sixers. That's very interesting because we we could definitely see. I I I don't. I'm not. I won't be surprised if we see a Cleveland air quotes tank the next few games. Mm, yeah. And try to get Raptors. that. Try to get that second round Raptors matchup. And Sixers, man, Sixers. Would you say I, in my, in my opinion, I say they would be my dark horse in the Eastern Conference. They are kind of a dangerous team. They are a dangerous team because they're very, they're very young, new, against this new playoff system. Well, yeah, I guess in the playoffs, it's going to be the first time. Joel Embiid, Ben Simmons, JJ Redick, and then maybe some help from Markel Fultz, who had a decent game in his first game back. And all the other players on the Sixers as well. I like. I, no, listen. 76ers, I think, are going to be underrated in the playoffs because of the fact they don't have much, any experience with this core group. You just got Markel Fultz back. You got to work him back into the lineup. Ben Simmons, as great a season he's had, Joel Embiid, as great as those guys have been. I don't think that they have enough to pull through, like to the NBA Finals or even the Conference Finals. But I think that they're gonna make a know, strong. Run. They're gonna make a strong run. They're gonna be a tough out, is what I'm trying to say. My dark horse is gonna be Indiana. I think. I think Victor Oladipo. He's my most improved player of the year. Uh, vote. I, I yeah. Uh, he, I say in the conversation. He's been fantastic for them. I think Indiana might be able to again because if it were to end today, Sixers have the fourth seed and Pacers have the five seed. Pacers, might, I think Pacers would win that series. I think Pacers, even though they wouldn't have home, <clears throat> sorry, home court. I don't think so. Why do you say that? I don't think I don't think they're strong enough to beat the Sixers team. Even awesome. though the, I like, I'm not, I, I'm, not I'm not. It's not, it's not discount the youth and the inexperience in playoffs. But honestly, I, I just I like the Sixers team against the Pacers, winning against the Pacers. I don't think Victor Oladipo and Lance Stevenson are enough, or Miles Turner are enough to beat the Philadelphia 76ers. What Philly is? F- no. So who has home court advantage if you start today? Sixers. Come on, Sixers in home court. That energy, and then Joel Embiid. If if he has a great game, feeds off the crowd. How you seen home court games with Philadelphia? Yeah, but I I think Indiana is just as I think Indiana could do it. I think I the way Oladipo's playing, I wouldn't want to bet against that guy. I'm not saying, listen, uh, yeah. hey, hey, listen, I'm not saying the Sixers can't win that series. Yeah, I know, I know, I know, I know. <laughs> I'm just saying, I personally think Indiana could beat them. I, very much so. All right. Okay. Okay. That's my point. That's your point. Yeah. Stefano, do you have an opinion on that? or? Uh, I kind of agree with uh, the Dark Horse being Philly. I mean... I know they had a they had a bit of a tough season last year, right? So to see that the, the oh, teams improved leaps and bounds, it's 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 pretty impressive. Okay. All right, thank you, Steph, with your NBA report. Anyways, <laughs> no problem, um, man. Uh, I tried. Um, let's end the podcast with something a uh, newsworthy thing that came out in the last twenty four hours. No, wait, hold on. Let's talk about this. Okay. Anthony Davis. I'm saying after this, yes. Anthony Davis. 
he pulled out a poll on Twitter and Facebook. I think he might have put him on Instagram as well. He pulled out, he, he, he dropped the poll. Should he shave his trademark unibrow? Yes or no? No, I voted no. Steph? Yes. Yes? Yes. It looks awful. He know, but he's known for I it. Mean, like that's he, what I mean. I like, I like the trademark. I think. God. Hey, it didn't stop him from getting over two hundred million in his contract. Oh, we get that. Being one of the best geez. power forwards in the, the NBA, power, one of the best players in the NBA. Oh, power yeah. forwards. That's his trademark, man. I don't know what, what is. I saw a picture. It just looks weird without him, with without without a unibrow. Bro, I can't believe someone would build the trademark for themselves with a, a unibrow. It's just messed up. If you had, if you if you got the money for it, if you got if 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 a company came up to you, he's like, you know what? I'm gonna give you 200 mil. Oh, 100 percent done. Let me give me the money now. Where do I sign? Well, no, he didn't like, get he that because of his unit. Yeah, I know. It's an NBA no, we're, contract. We're just speaking. But like, if uh, people were to give you, a tra- you had a trademark. What, okay, what's your? What would be your trademark? If you had a delusional tra- Leafs fan. No, 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 no. Of like a facial, if 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 a facial area or like something on your body that be your trademark. Yeah, Steph would paint his face blue and be a delusional Leafs fan. There are things I can call tradition right now, but for the, for the, for the, just for the sincerity of this podcast, sure I'll are. keep it under my breath. Oh yeah, for sure, yeah. Okay. Anyways, I think I think just Anthony Davis don't long shave hair. It. I like long flow hair. Like that's nice. not that's not a trademark. Why? Like yeah, if you had like a mole. How many people have long hair in the world? I'm just I don't know some, a <laughs> trademark something I'd like. Anyways, I think I think because Anthony Davis is the only one that has a unibrow, um, that's like out here in the public and expressing like everyone likes it. No one's complaining about it except for Steph, and he's actually doing well, you know, behind it, you know, promoting it, Nike wise, NBA wise. You know what? Good for him. He's making his money. Keep it, Anthony. Keep your unibrow, okay? Don't listen to the haters like Stefano. Just keep it. Hey, you made your career out of it. So All right. I say, I say, I say, don't shave. Twitter people on Twitter say, fifty-one percent on Twitter say yes. Fifty-nine percent on Facebook say no. It's a weird world yeah. out there. Yes, it is. Anyways, thank you guys for tuning in for to this week's podcast. Don't forget to follow us on Just Sports Talk underscore Instagram, Twitter. Email us justsportstalkshow at gmail.com. Hope you guys have a wonderful Easter weekend. You too. Hope you guys have a wonderful week. See you guys next week.